0: Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner at Stikeman Alley in the Toronto office in the Private Equity M&A group. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome Andrea Nicol. Andrea is the Managing Director at Selena Capital, based in Toronto. And Selena Capital is a, a prominent family office in Toronto that invests uh, across the middle market. Andrea, I want to thank you for joining us and welcome. Thanks for having me. Andrew, I want to start uh, by talking a little bit about yourself uh, and I know you've been involved in the private equity market in, in, uh, in Canada for a long time. And then uh, maybe talk a little bit about Selena Capital and uh, the unique role that uh, Selena Capital plays in our marketplace as an as a active family office investor.
1: Sure. So yeah, I've, I've been a private equity investor for probably 20 years. Uh, but I I haven't exclusively been doing that. Um, I started my career uh, in uh, startups, working with entrepreneurs in the software space and then the food manufacturing space. I actually started an e-commerce business back in 1997 and 98, the first before the first dot-com boom. Um, And then uh, I was a consultant at Bain & Company. And uh, after that, I joined a merchant bank uh, called Behringer that was focused on the media marketing space, and you know, over a period of the 16 years I was that I was there. Uh, not only did I invest in a number of companies, but we also provided M and A services and consulting services to help grow businesses or restructure restructure companies. Um, in the in the last five years at Behringer, um, I also became CFO of one of our uh, platform companies where we did an acquisition of uh, 13 companies in the US and Canada, and then I became CFO of that business. um, And then we eventually sold it to a private equity group. Uh, I joined Selena about uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago. I thought it was a great opportunity to continue to invest in private companies in Canada. Um, And uh, it's been quite a ride over the past two years. Uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID. So, Selena has a family office um, established by Jacques Feldman. And Jacques, um, he um, founded a business called Cambridge Global Payments, uh, which is a large foreign exchange payment processor. And they sold to a, a large publicly traded uh, company about four years ago. And he decided to take the proceeds of that sale and invest uh, in both private equity and real estate. Uh, he's an entrepreneur at heart. Um, he is very... Um, interested in um, investing in private businesses, helping them grow. He's very passionate about sales and marketing. Uh, and so at Selena, we really do look for businesses where we can invest uh, in sales and marketing and we can take the business to the next level. So less so on finding a new technology or finding new uh, new geographies or making acquisitions. Really, how can we grow sales by uh, revenue by investing in sales? Um, We have, over the past two and a half years, we've developed a portfolio of a couple dozen real estate investments, which I'm less involved in, and about 10 private equity type investments. Uh, Some of those investments are co-investments, minorities, there's a couple funds in there, uh, and then we also have more traditional private equity investments as well. We've had a couple monetizations, so I'm actively uh looking for um more investments so that we can deploy capital. Um and our criteria really as I said is finding companies that um where we can invest in sales and marketing but also where we can partner with a management team where we can um you know develop a great relationship back a management team with capital provide uh operational advice as needed uh and grow the business
0: now I know Selena's active in the marketplace Uh I know Andrew yourself and your colleagues we we see you out there. I'm I'm curious sure, how is the market responding to Selina? I mean as a family office is a kind of uh, different source of capital than kind of traditional the private equity uh, uh committed fund or I and I'm curious how do you find the market response to what is offering?
1: Yeah, I think it's been it's been great. Um you know, the difference between us and a lot of other financial buyers in the market is that we do have committed capital. Um and we are also um, somewhat conservative in our capital structure. So not, we're not relying on a lot of leverage to close deals. Um, so there is certainty that the funds will be there. Um, and I think that uh, the market has responded very well to, to that. You know, since I, you know, Selena was only formed a couple of years ago. And, and so over the past uh, two years or so that I've been in Selena, I've really worked on building out our presence in the market. Uh, You know, know, my previous fund, because we were so focused on a segment, you know, I really didn't rely on the broker advisor network, you know, for obviously for diligence, but not in the sourcing of deals, because we really knew, you know, I say where all the bodies were buried, (laughs) but we really, you know, there were a couple advisors that focused on that segment. You know, we did a lot of business development because we were very focused on niche. We had a very focused investment thesis. Um, And so being at Selena, it's been um, a new experience, really relying on the advisor network to bring us deals. But then also we focused on finding our own proprietary deals. Um, And some of the ways that we've done that is just trying to find um, um, operating teams that either have businesses that need capital to grow or are looking to acquire businesses and they need additional capital to fund those acquisitions.
0: I mean, one of the things I've noticed about Selena I mean, in the marketplace, and I think you just hit on it, is um, you know you you've uh, really done a great job of kind of reaching out to the the business owners who are looking to grow and looking to find a partner, and they you know middle market companies, not necessarily uh, larger companies, but they they want to find a you know a minority partner or a partner who's kind of willing to work with them to take the business to another level. And I I've, I've noticed you know you you've been successful in kind of that type of outreach. Uh, I'm curious is that is that proprietary is that is that advisors those are such unique you know unique stories unique unique type of deal flow I'm curious where you, you find those opportunities
1: um I would love to tell you it came from one source but I really think it just it comes from the the network of the Selena team um, in you know making ourselves available to make uh, capital commitments I think there really is an untapped market for that you know i think in the us there is a broader um the broader role of the operational advisor within pe funds um and i'm not sure that's as well developed in canada um but then again and you know so we really rely on our network to to find people to talk about the capital we have committed to talk about business ideas and you know i i I view it as a long-term um business development relationship you know a lot of a lot of these, um, you know, executives or you know, even searchers that we meet, you know, we haven't closed in a lot of them, but I I would expect over the next five years, we, they will get there. They'll find something that's interesting to them or interesting to us, um, and they will turn into investment opportunities for us. So I'm really playing the long game here, really, to to find partners where we can source, you know, unique deal flow.
0: You hit on one of the things um, I was hoping to spend a. The timeline is, is one of the you know the unique features of Selina. one of the things I've seen uh, in the marketplace about Selena is that you do play the long game uh, generally speaking like you are a long-term investor which kind of makes you a bit different from traditional private equity that kind of has an end game whether it's four years whether it's five years but clearly looks at a at a definitive exit but it, it you know one of the things I know from Selena is you're a very patient investor and I wonder if, if you could tell us a bit about that, but also if, if that has actually made you a more attractive partner and, and the role that it plays in your deal flow and in the fact that you are you do have some unique characteristics that you bring that kind of differentiate yourself from some of the traditional private equity or private capital players.
1: I think it does make us unique. I probably, it probably doesn't work for everybody, um, but... You know, the truth of the matter is that we have permanent capital. Um, I need to keep capital invested. I don't have to return capital when we have an exit. So we are eventually looking for investments that return cash flow to the to the to the family. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're not looking for exits and we don't love a great return. Uh, but if we can find investments that that, re- that return cash flow, I think that's a that's a win for the family. Um, In in keeping that in mind, then when we look at um, investing with operating partners, we're not, we're trying to find structures that don't necessarily um, reward them for that exit, that can reward them for success along the way. Um, And you know, a lot of funds, you know, they don't get their cash until they've sold a business. And so they're, you know, highly motivated to, to, to put together action plans that dramatically increase EBITDA and dramatically, you know, increase the exit multiple or the valuation that they can achieve. We try to do that as well, but we're not driven by that sole goal.
0: You know, you know I wanted to ask you, because of the role that you play in the market, you're looking at minority deals, you're looking at majority deals, you're looking at mid-market deals. You, you're you seeing a broad piece of the market, uh, Andrea. I, I, want to get, I wanted to get your sense, given the activity that you're seeing. Uh, what has your experience been like, obviously, pre-COVID and, and in terms of where we are now and, and just getting a sense from you of what you're seeing out there. How has it affected Selena Capital? Have you still been active? Um, would, would, would love to get your perspective on what you're seeing at Seleno Capital from a kind of market, market perspective on deal flow and deal activity.
1: Sure. I mean, it's been incredibly busy over the past six months. Um, I would say that, um, last fall into early winter, it was, you know, there were some opportunities it, uh, it was fairly slow uh, at the start of this year, but we've, I I think I'm probably receiving a new opportunity almost every day of the week, um, which there's just a lot of activity out there. And it is a, it is a real mixed bag of opportunities. You know, we're seeing business owners that want to sell now. Uh, and there's lots of reasons for, for, for that. Um, you know, they probably, have some, some have had great years as a result of COVID. Some have said, okay, well, I survived and maybe I don't want to do this cycle again. Um, and then there's other companies that have struggled somewhat. It's just, and you know, when I talk to, you know, people like yourself, Mario, and your team and other advisors, I think you can say that you've never been this busy ever before. I agree. <laughs> so I, agree. I, agree. I think everybody's seeing it across the, you know, across the market. I mean, it, valuations are all over the place, which is the one thing that, you know, I haven't really been able to wrap my head around to value some opportunities because you never really know who else is at the table. Uh, I've seen a lot of strategics come in where we were interested in companies and, you know, they, they can, they can pay more for synergies um, than a financial buyer. Um, and I've seen a lot of other companies where they just struggle to find any offers and, um, you know, in a lot of cases you know, they've they have a good business model and maybe you need to struct put together a structure that uh more accurately reflects the risk, like use an earnout or Btb or, you know, some sort of contingent like contingent consideration.
0: Now can I ask you, Andrew, I know historically when I uh from what I've seen in Selena, I mean you're looking to put into to the market but minimum you have a minimum size of check uh in you know the company profile. You're not really doing venture um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your sweet spot is, but then whether that that has changed in the last six months. Are you finding that you're having to spend more to put more to work? Are you are you you know if you can give us a perspective on terms of what your sweet spot is and whether that's changed given all the 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 deal flow and not the kind of hot market if you want to call it that.
1: Um, I think what has changed as a result of COVID is that we are even more focused on on managing our portfolio uh, in in terms of uh, the quantity of of investments in our portfolio. We're a pretty small team. Uh, we We don't set it and forget it. We do like to be involved somehow. We do have a wealth of advice and experience that we can offer to companies. And through COVID, I think our most successful investments have been the ones where we have the greatest amount of communication amongst the team and ourselves you know, no surprises, uh, or we're able to talk through issues and deal with issues. And I've seen, you know, we've seen the gamut of everything the market has experienced from as a result of COVID. Um, And so we have done a few small, we have looked at a few smaller type investments uh, in more earlier stage, but we're really trying to take the consideration is how much of my time, how much, how much time is it going to take to manage this? uh, And what kind of value, value can we add?
0: And w- would you say for you in terms of this market where where do you see the greatest opportunity for Selena? Where do you think you you know you're going to focus on or you you'll you'll, be, you'll have the most success of this market this current market develops
1: um well i i i I do like opportunities of retiring business owners that want to bring in um, uh, younger owners uh you know succession planning. Uh, I think that that there, it, there's a wealth of opportunities in this market. Uh, and that's why we've aligned ourselves with a lot of operating executives so that we can put people into uh, interesting opportunities that we find. And I think that's because you know, we have a long term view, we can, we, can, we can make investments that will be successful, where we can really take a company maybe to the next level as a result of you know partnering with the right team, putting some new perspective into companies. Um, I think that's really where we're successful. You know, we've had a lot of success with some of our companies in um, supporting them on add-on acquisitions where they're doing just that. They are, you know, buying the businesses from owners that maybe, you know, they they don't want to go through the next cycle or they want to retire or, you know, they've got their, you know, money in their bank account and maybe they want to take some chips off the table. And those are good situations where we're partnering with other people, um, other management team. And I think that's a little bit different than, what traditional private equity funds look for, we we don't necessarily need to be in control. Although we do need, you know, we do need good minority rights. We do need good information sharing, and say in you know key decisions. Um, but we are willing to you know work with a team and, and not take control.
0: I have to ask you about valuations because obviously we've <laughs> we've all been talking about them. You probably knew this question was coming, which is mm-hmm. your your experience on valuations. I know. You mentioned you kind of touched on it earlier, but I wanted to kind of spend just a bit of time and and get your perspective on what you what you've been experiencing. And obviously, you've already started to talk about that a little bit more importantly, where do you think these valuations are going in in, in terms of your own experience and what you've been seeing?
1: (laughs) I would love to know. know. Can you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, okay, so, you know, our interest rates going up. I I'm probably thinking that they're going to go up the more sooner than most people believe, but uh, we'll wait and see. That's going to impact valuations. I mean, the fact of the matter is there's so much capital out there. There's, you know, there's lots of family offices like ours out there. There's lots of funds. There's lots of dry powder up there. And I, I think that um, the return expectations within gen within private equity have come down um, and people are chasing deals and they'll, they'll accept a potential return that's lower than it was five, 10 years ago. So, you know, I, I, the SPAC trend, I think, um, had caused expectations to skyrocket in the spring. You know, we talked to a lot of companies that said, well, you know, one of my competitors just sold to a SPAC or, and, you know, maybe that the size of the company wasn't the same and they sold for X times, you know, revenue. Uh, and that's what we should think we should be valued at. Or we think we should have like a, you know, a small discount to that. And that's, you know, those valuations are not realistic for us to pay. Um, maybe they are for, you know, other investors, but not for, for Selena. Because we are, you know, we're looking for a long-term investment. We're not looking to make a, you know, a quick buck uh, to to buy something and flip. We want to to build businesses for the long run that can eventually return some cash flow and, and uh, that we are proud to say we own.
0: I have to ask you the, the crystal ball question before we go. Um, you know, it just builds on that last question, which is, you know, given the, the market that we're at, the, uh, the volume of activity, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts about where you think this market is going uh, and you know, the perspective you have for, the, for, the, for the, you know, the kind of volume, the activity, the opportunities. Where, where do you think the opportunities, uh, volume and activity are going for this, for this market from, a, from Selena's
1: perspective? oh i don't think in the mid-market the activity is going to slow down anytime soon Um, i think it'll change Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of businesses that have benefited from covid either through increased demand um, reduced costs government subsidies but i think there are a lot of businesses too that are still struggling and waiting for the economy to return to normal so I think we're gonna see the activity from both of those types of companies continue. Maybe the the, the balance will change, the breakdown of that'll change as, as the economy sort of returns to whatever the new normal is. I think you will see a lot of re- more retiring business owners that come to the market when they see things, you know, getting to the new normal. And there's just a, there are a lot of private equity funds out there and in investment banks that are calling businesses every day trying to drum up business. And that's that's filling the market too. So I don't see that slowing down.
0: Well, Andrew, I wanted to thank you for joining us. Uh, really appreciated uh, getting both your perspective and you know, the kind of the family office perspective of, uh, of Selena in, in the market. And uh, I really, really appreciate your time and, and thank you again for, for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.